Welcome to the SAP HCM Insights Podcast. I'm Steve Bogner here with Becky Murray and welcome, welcoming back Sven Ringling from his uh, extended holiday in Africa. Sven, I saw some pictures. It looked like it was a great time. Yeah, Steve, it really was a great time. I'm still trying to get used to uh, yeah, get my success factors documentation uh, <laughs> instead of the bird book and the tracks and sign book uh, you need to survive in the savannah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it, it was a great time. I, I will cherish this memory for a very long time going forward. But mm -hmm. well, there's also stuff going on in the in the civilized world, as we like to to call it uh, in technology. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, yeah. it's exciting to come back to a new release, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. Are out of the way for two months, and everything changes, or at least some things change. Everything and nothing changes, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So with um, this podcast, we're going to focus on the, the second half 2023 release of success factors. Um, yeah, we're a little late to the game. We had some challenges getting this scheduled and, you know, podcasting is not our primary way of, uh, of working. We have a lot of other things going on, plus sicknesses, plus other things going on. So yeah, you know, there's a lot of places. When am I getting my check? When do you get your check? Uh, your royalty check will come in the mail for Christmas. Um, it might just be a card without a check, but you know. And we're going to need you to cover the cost of postage yourself. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It'll come care of delivery. It'll come COD. <laughs> yeah. So lucrative. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of places you can go to go get information on the, the second half. Uh, 2022 release, good places to go. Um, and we encourage you to do that. So on this podcast, we really wanted to focus on some of the other things about um, releases in this release, but also releases in general that you should pay attention to or that maybe you need to think of. Um, so, you know, one of those things uh, for me, when I look at it from a payroll perspective, um, you know, Employee Central Payroll has a number of things coming out this uh, release. And you can see those in the What's New viewer. We'll have our link to the What's New viewer in the podcast notes. That's really important uh, for you to go through. But that's gonna tell you about, about Employee Central Payroll only and, and some of the country-specific sort of enhancements to the integration between ECP and Employee Central, which is all good, right? And when I look there this time, there's a number of country-level enhancements that. Uh, might seem minor unless you're in one of those countries, and then it's kind of a, an important thing. So, so go check that out. Um, look through the releases there for the different pieces of country information, and um, you know you might have to you know do some work to implement those, but um, you know review those and take a look. But the other thing about payroll is that there's a lot of uh, changes coming out, not related to success factors, right? Because ECP still uses the same infrastructure as the on-prem payroll. So you really want to look at the on-prem payroll uh, notes also. And a good place to go see that to get started is um, SAP has a section called the uh, uh, legal change announcements, right? So there's uh, announcement of legal changes. I'll put a link to that in the podcast notes also, but that will tell you, you know, for, you know, different releases, what are the country level things coming out that yeah. 
would apply to on-prem payroll, but also to employee central payroll. Um, so check that out because, you know, there's going to be things there you might have to make some adjustments for or some things that you want to know about. Um, in addition to that, still, uh, you want to look at the notes coming out in the related HR support packs, right, that come out with uh, the same sort of timing as the second half release. And for the second half re release, we also have, for most countries, uh, the year-end payroll notes. Oh, okay. So in the U.S., that means tax reporter. Uh, there's a blog for tax reporter that talks about the changes. Um, and I'll put that in, in the release in the uh, podcast notes also. But just, just be aware of that from a payroll perspective, the what's new viewer for success factors is going to give you one slice of things. You need to go to the legal announcements for another slice and then go to the yeah, support pack about that. notes for the final slice. So uh, you want to look at all three of those and, and get a good idea, uh, especially with the second half release because of the year end changes. So that's my uh, that's my feedback for um, for payroll. Uh, Span, I'll I'll pass it on to you now. To uh, since you're fresh back uh, from uh, your vacation, maybe you can give us a fresh view of what we should do with some okay. of these. Uh, I will have do that. Yeah, thank you, Steve. Um, well, maybe first of all, following up on what you said in terms of payroll, it's not all in the what's new viewer. Think um, maybe uh, adding to that. Anybody who's in an integration scenario, the typical core hybrid uh, integration, mm -hmm. uh, you would also need to check the on-premise patches, right? Because a lot of the changes that are in the integration are not driven by success factors, but by the on-premise system. So I think in that context, that's a, um, a good note to add. But otherwise, yeah, I'm, I'm fresh from the bush um, and I haven't really uh, seen the whole new release yet. But I jumped into onboarding immediately because there are some uh, ongoing projects. And there was a really a positive surprise. Um, SAP uh, has picked quite a few uh, improvement requests from the customer influence program. A couple of them were our co-author driven by, by requirements for my customers, but joined by many others. So there were... Uh, some requests have actually been posted independently in a similar way by four or five uh, parties and then joined to one by SAP. So on onboarding, uh, onboarding 2.0, but I think officially the 2.0 has been dropped, so there's no number to it. It means the new one. Um, it's getting somewhere. Um, so just a few examples. Uh, larger customers have been complaining at the a very low limit of persons you can have in responsible groups. That has been increased to 200 people now. Um, in, in the onboarding data capture screen, uh, because onboarding is technically uh, basically employee central, isn't it? You would expect that you can use the same business rule, which is most or was mostly true, but you couldn't use on init rules. So the rules that trigger quite when you enter the screen. Uh, that has been changed now, so they can be used. That will actually solve quite a few problems with one of my customers um, at the moment. Um, and there's also the token question. The tokens you have had in messages, they are very limited. 
to the point that you weren't even able to have a person ID or personal number or something in the kitchen. So um, my customer asked, okay, what if there's a message to IT saying, Peter Schmidt needs a new laptop, then we have to send 20 laptops because we have 10, 20 Peter Schmidts in the organization. So now that there is more flexibility <laughs> in the tokens. It's small things, but it's also restrictions where before you, you wondered how can somebody launch a product with this restriction? Um, and quite a few of these things are now in the new release. And as I said, the nice thing is it's really listening to improvement requests from customers for once. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the little things add up, right? And uh, absolutely, I think, and, and I'm seeing that more and more with the uh, releases from success factors is that the number of big things are sort of decreasing. And we have a lot of the smaller things, which is a good form for the product maturity, I think. So, um, Becky, what would you say about uh, this release? And, uh, you know, what are some of the things you would want to talk about or highlight and maybe uh, advise customers that they should do or take a look at? Yeah, I, I've got two things to highlight. Um, the first is just around the user experience. Um, kind of the look and feel of things. They added in the um, some additional quick actions on the homepage. So they've added in um, the get feedback action as well as the reporting action. Um, so for your quick actions, you can add those two pieces up top for folks who need them. Um, they've also started to roll out across select solutions within success factors and select pages. Um, the new horizon theme for SAP Fiori, um, and it just adds um, some modern looks to visual elements and updated color palettes. It's an opt-in feature, so you do need to opt-in, um, but it just gives kind of a more um, updated look and feel to some of the pages. On the mobile application side of things, they've also enabled customers to do their own um, custom text capabilities now. So they can replace um, some of the default mobile labels with customized text strings that are customer specific. Um, mm -hmm. That way they kind of better reflect the, you know, your organization's business terms and practices and, and things like that, um, which I think is really nice. Um, the next thing I want to talk about is around um, global benefits on the EC side. Um, so they've added some new functionality for um, automatic unenrollment for dependents who are no longer eligible to be receiving benefits, um, particularly around insurances for those of us here in North America. Um, yeah, so for you when you do, turn 26, yeah. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> now there's a way to automatically identify, automatically unenroll those people. Um, so it just cuts down on that um, administrative effort, I guess, you know, to keep up mm -hmm. with benefits, um, especially mm -hmm. around those dependent changes. Um, there's some nice reporting now that's available. Um, you can identify these people ahead of time, you know, in advance of their age out date so that you can, um, you know, send appropriate Crobin notifications if they need to be sent or um, that type of thing. So I, I think that's a really nice feature. It will cut down certainly on, um, on yeah. some of the data inconsistencies with your carriers um, yeah. and then also on, on the administrative burden of, of maintaining benefits in employee central. 
Yeah, that's a nice feature. Yeah. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. Yeah. Um, and then the last thing I'll mention is just on the um, LMS side back again to mobile functionality. Uh, now, open content network courses can be viewed and um, taken right through the mobile app, which before was a limitation. And so now if you're using OCM content um, and you've got folks who utilize their mobile devices, um, you know, you can view those classes right through there, which is really nice, I think, if you're one of those groups that has um, tablets for training or, you know, that type of thing, shared devices especially. Um, yeah. Mobile app now you can get your um, OCN content right through there. Yeah, that's sort of just the default expectation anymore, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, why can't I do this on, on my mobile? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. All right, Brandon. So I know Brandon, you've had some, uh, some you've shared some content already on on some of the new things. And um, what are a few things you'd want to uh, let our listeners know about the second half release? Yeah, Steve. So for the second half release for Employee Central, I wouldn't call it like the the most seismic uh, number of changes, but yeah. um, there I, I do think that they're doing a lot of um, rearchitecting some of the foundation stuff that um, uh, they needed to do in order to get things more consistent. My my hope is that this becomes a springboard for uh, future development. So these things called centralized services, which I guess uh, before there was probably a lot of variation between the way that the front end behaved uh, versus imports versus you know O data things like that. And so the centralized services are meant to well centralize them, and so that mm -hmm. those all work together the same way. I think. Uh, my analogy, uh, for those of you from an SAP background, uh, this to me reminds me a lot of when we went away from the old DIMPRO models to uh, the decoupled Infotype framework where uh, SAP was going to the trouble of saying, okay, instead of uh, us doing uh, one thing, uh, one path and one thing, another path, instead, let's get all of that uh, working at the same, the same way so that if I, you know, making a change on Infotype 1 and PA30, it works the same way if I was uh, calling in from a, uh, you know, web service or something like that. So that's that's my interpretation. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that, uh, uh, I don't know if uh, for sure that that's uh, uh, exactly an apt analogy, but that's what I'm gonna go with. Um, <laughs> as far as um, a, a couple of key changes, um, so, uh, the, the first one, and this is the one that I did a YouTube about because I was pretty excited about, is the, um, the ability to change hire date. Uh, the, the utility for that before only worked with future dates, um, which, you know, that's nice if you, uh, if, if your organization was planning ahead and always uh, were hiring people in advance, but um, my uh, customers aren't always uh, uh, that uh, able to do that, and so they would be yeah. uh, uh, finding out two days later they needed to adjust the hire date, and, uh, and at that point they had to manually go into individual uh, 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 portlets and do that. And particularly if you're replicating now, that could be a pain. Um, now mm -hmm. you can do that for both future dated uh, hire dates as well as past dated hire dates. So that uh, of course makes that uh, utility a lot more useful. So uh, bravo on that. Um, the other one, and this is um, Sven, back to your point about enhancements and um, um, some of those getting approved and put into uh, the, the product. I finally had one of my uh, 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 
enhancement requests uh, approved and now finally in the system at, um, uh, after submit, submitting a lot of them. I'm sure that the reason that a lot of them were rejected was due to the, the poor quality of what I was asking for. <laughs> but for this one, it, um, it it sounds simple, but basically uh, before when you move from one environment to the next, the business rules, if they were using pick lists, well, they stopped working. And I, it has to do with something called option IDs. I won't bore you with the details, but now, um, uh, uh, and I haven't had a chance to test it out yet because you would have to have two environments um, on uh, both in the preview environment in order to really test this out. But basically, if I move a, a, a business rule now, you can expect it to work instead of having to do manual rework when you get to that new environment, which is a pretty much a game changer book uh, uh, and tips you more towards using uh, instant sync to get things from one environment to the next versus to say, yeah. well, I'm actually introducing more risk by using Instant Sync because um, it's going to screw up anyway and I might, I might not even catch it. So before I was telling my customers, if you have a business rule, just you're going to have to manually maintain it in both places. Now you have uh, a, a little bit more of an opportunity to potentially use this this tool in order to push things up. So again, uh, kudos to uh, SuccessFactors for making that uh, update. So those are the main things I've got, Steve. Yeah. That sounds good. Yeah, you know, it's um, a lot of this is sort of, it feels really incremental, right? But it, it all adds up and, you know, Brandon, you have a good point about the uh, the business rule sync. Um, I think, you know, it, it's important for customers to, to know that so that they can take advantage of that if they need to. I know some people have a lot of business rules and Absolutely. You know, when, they, when they, you know, go through these refreshes or changes, um, it can be a lot of manual work and, and I know, uh, you know, people from an SAP background, it was just, it's baffling, right? Why, why, why do you have to do that? And well, it's because it's a different type of system, a different type of architecture. Talk about option IDs and there's other things like that too. So, you know, I really, um, yeah, I want to con congratulate the engineers at SuccessFactors for, for getting this done. I think they're, they're uh, listening to customer feedback and listening to our feedback and taking action on it. I mean, what more can you ask, right? Absolutely. Well, can always ask for more. <laughs> I have a list. <laughs> we have a list. I, yeah, I do too. I do too. Um, so that's our, uh, I, I think we'll uh, leave it there. That's our recap on, on second half 2022. Um, some of the things you uh, can probably read about in other places, but maybe you get a different perspective here. Um, you know, if you have comments or questions, feel free to leave us a comment in, in the the LinkedIn post where this will be or anywhere else. I think you can find us almost anywhere on Twitter. You probably have our email addresses by now. Um, I know, I think half the world has mine based on the amount of spam I get. But anyway, thanks guys for this for this podcast uh, and uh, have a great day and we'll uh, be back here in a couple of weeks with another topic. Thanks so much. Welcome back, Sven. Yes. Glad to have you. Uh, thank you guys. Good, yeah, you're Racing the average IQ once again is